0: Phil, that was Sadguru. Uh, he has uh, an enormous following. The last time we had him on, we had a tremendous response. Uh, he's an interesting combination to me, of a uh, an Indian guru teacher uh, with tremendous knowledge. Uh, at the same time, he's very uh, modern, and very and there's a, he's also very uh, Western in some ways, or at least he can. Communicate to both worlds as if he originated in both those worlds.
1: You're right. I've spent a lot of time with him, Uh, two years, almost two years ago, uh, right when COVID was starting. My last uh, India tour, we were at his ashram for a few days, uh, and I remember him. You know, he gave a talk to the community about COVID, and uh, at the time. People in India were, were concerned about people coming who had been to China. It was just the very beginning. But one of the things I've always uh, liked about him, you're right, is um, he's connected to real, the real world. His command of English is impeccable, and uh, he can speak to householders and people in the West in a way that a lot of the gurus that we were familiar with early on did not. And one of the reasons for that is uh, he was a householder and a businessman, a husband and a father <clears throat> before he you know, went into the uh, guru business. He, he's the not,
0: how old do you think he is? In his 60s, I would yeah. think. Yeah. and And, and does he... Consider himself a guru. How does he classify himself? Well, is Is he part of a monastic order? He's called
1: sadguru, but he's no. He's not part of a lineage. He's one of many, you know, uh, people who emerge as popular teachers and get a big following, who are not part of a lineage, who came to some uh, realization on their own. Uh, The teachers. He had his own gurus and <clears throat> people he learned from. But um, he he's, functions independently and is not part of a traditional, uh, you know, Sampradaya, as they would say in, in India, and um, started his own. All the traditional ones at one point started by somebody. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. it somewhere. You know, uh, but... Uh, you know, and so he's a, an interesting a cross section of tradition and innovation, right? And uh, you know, independence and doing things his own way and different way. But he he can communicate very well. I've seen I I once saw him uh, at a business gathering, and you could you know he could talk to these you know businessmen in New York. Uh, because he he'd run a business, you know, right. and he, he was he was familiar with all the terminology and and ways of thinking.
0: Wait, did did you interview? Uh, and he plays from... golf.
1: What <laughs>
0: does he really play golf? No,
1: he does. <laughs> yes, yeah, he he's. A, and I teased him about it on on our uh-huh. uh, interview. Um, but you know, this it's it's an endearing thing to see, you know, a, a guru figure doing ordinary things like playing golf well, and Some enjoying, people consider like life. golf
0: a, a path to enlightenment. Uh, I'm not a golfer, but I do, and I've tried. It's a very difficult game. And it, uh, it involves a lot of uh, not only focus, but self-exploration, because it can really uh, yeah. uh, uh, it make you come unhinged internally. You you have to be enlightened to really approach the game properly. I think,
1: and you're on your own. It's not a team sport.
0: Yeah, I can't blame. I can't blame the the the, the guy next to me. Hey, I I, I, you I, know look. Michael. Just
1: let me add Michael <laughs> Murphy, the guy who started Esalen, Esalen right. Institute. He's he was really into golf and has written about uh, golf as a you know spiritual practice. In fact, I think he wrote a novel about that I can't remember the title anyway
0: our, our friend Keith Wallace wrote a book like that with a guy from Sweden named Shell and I can't think of his level quick I, neither can I think of nor can I pronounce his last name but uh, who who uh, uh, along those lines uh, did you uh, did you interview Sadhguru for American Veda?
1: No I didn't know him at the time he's mentioned in the book I believe as, as a new, sort of emerging popular guru I met him afterward but why do you Uh,
0: think he's so popular now
1: I don't know I mean I can't answer that Uh, he's one of three or four of the most popular gurus who uh, current gurus who live in India and have a following in the west He's, he's very popular in India and as he says in this thing he's He's popular enough in India to be attacked by the left and the right for, you know, things he said in in public statements. But I think, you know, certain people have a a charisma. And his, you know, to me, you can attribute it to charisma and speaking style and all that sort of stuff. But if the practices that his Isha uh, foundation Teaches if if people didn't feel some uh, benefit from the practices and the retreats and the you know t- at his ashram here in, in Tennessee or in India if if they didn't get some benefit if there wasn't some sense of personal transformation all the charisma in the world wouldn't be worth much right, so, right. He, yeah and, and
0: I and I think also. I've in, you know encountered him a couple of times in, in interview, and uh, he, he's a really nice man. and, yeah. and uh, if you're somebody out there and you look at him, you think, well, if the guru's like that, maybe I'll try this. He seems like a pretty, pretty uh, pretty, pretty terrific guy. And by the way, uh, I used to wonder why uh, he would have set up an ashram in Tennessee, but I drove through Tennessee uh, not too long ago. It's, it's absolutely one of the most beautiful spots on the planet. Yeah. There's so yeah. many nice areas in Tennessee. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, you know, and and uh, I, I would imagine it's fairly easy to find some areas that are, you know, remote. It's not overly populated in much of the state, but it's. Yeah, uh,
1: it's you, you wonder sometimes why, did, you know, why Tennessee? Why? Why did the TM movement you know, find Iowa. Sometimes it's just some sort of strange karmic circumstance of properties available, donors right. step up, right. you know, who knows. But the other thing... The, yeah, know, it's a lot cheap.
0: the acreage is a lot cheaper there than other places we're familiar with.
1: That, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, you know, start an ashram in the hills of Malibu, you'd need 10 times <laughs> as much money. Um, but um, one of the things I always enjoyed about uh, my interviewing Sadhguru, and i've interviewed him several times twice you know for uh for his last book and we should mention this interview that hold it steady about now I know, hold, hold the book steady
0: it's it's hard to read yeah okay lift it up a little more there you go
1: karma the yogi's guide to crafting your destiny so the you know the topic was intriguing and i was you know i was asked to interview him as part of their uh one of the people who interviewed him for a sort of um, uh, uh, virtual book tour. So they were nice enough to let us use the interview for, for the uh, podcast. But the other times I've spent time with him and, and interviewed him, uh, he has a quality that I've seen in other popular gurus. He has a sense of humor. Right. He's funny. He laughs right. a lot. Right. We we saw that when we were hanging around with Maharishi in the 70s. Right, He was always, they called him the giggling guru. That's a very endearing trait. And it's very, uh, very useful for seekers to yeah. see. I think that, you know, gurus like to have a good time. They're funny. They find humor in things. Uh, it's not all somber and serious.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, that was a big attraction for me. And then when I picked up the science of being an art of living that Maharishi had written in it, the opening line in the uh, art of living is the purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. I figured if I'm going to go on a spiritual path, I might as well go on one that leads in that direction as opposed to, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic and that wasn't always the message, you, you know, I, at the end of the day, and it, you know, well, when it's all over and you go to the, you, you move on. Yeah, maybe, but uh, it, it uh, I like the, uh, I, I, I like being happy now and, and keeping happiness moving into the future. I
1: met some jolly priests.
0: Oh yeah. yeah no, no, no. Yeah. they Look, if you look at it like uh, somebody like Thomas Merton, somebody like Thomas Keating, Keating, uh, there, there are priests, uh, they, they're, they're priest, uh and, and the priest we recently interviewed, uh, uh, who's uh, very much a contemporary, uh, a, a Jesuit. Uh, they, they have the deeper insights into the church, which, uh, Allow one to see the real essence, which is, uh, is structured in bliss, in my opinion. So yeah, so it's it's yeah. it, it's the it's the teacher in the tradition that makes the difference.
1: And you know what I've always taken delight in the, you know, when I've met people of spiritual stature from any tradition, but I've met many in India, Swamis and Gurus and all that. And, um I always find it's especially delightful to make them laugh.
0: There's a a very deep, deep laugh. Yeah,
1: it's almost as much fun as making you laugh. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm a tougher audience, probably. So, anyway, well, good. This was great. Uh, Lots of good. Lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, Before we end, please, if you are watching us on YouTube TV, hit the subscribe button. It's free. We would really appreciate it if you are listening to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. We have close to 300 shows, I don't know, somewhere up there in our archives, free, open to the public. And we want to keep everything free and open to the public. And it'll be easier for us to do that if we have some people that, and we have had some people come forward and contribute. So if you go to spiritmatterstalk.com, it'll tell you how you contribute. We're not a nonprofit. It's not a donation. Uh, So, but it is, a, you know, it can be a contribution, which would really help. So, Thank you, those that have given, and if anybody has any thoughts like that on a one-time basis or monthly basis, we would sure appreciate it.
1: In fact, we should point out that when we started doing the shows on video, it was the contributions of some of our listeners that gave us the, uh, you know, allowed us to cover the expense of that, and we'd love to keep upgrading. Okay, next time. time.